Resting by the sea in sunny San Diego, this is the Ascended Masters at Work show, where we lift the veil of mysticism and reveal ancient secrets brought to earth by the world's greatest spiritual teachers. Here we share real-life stories that change lives and widen our eyes. And now, here is your host and spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ascended Masters at Work show. And we have an amazing guest. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing what she has to say, because it is going to support both the women and the men. Now, she is a phenomenal and one of the most sought-after men's anxiety experts in the business. And she's well-known for teaching successful men in business how to reduce an anxiety and increase enjoyment without losing their edge. And, you know, also, there's a lot of us women out there who are dealing with men who have this anxiety. And it's not easy, is it? I mean, I, my ex-husband, and I'll tell you he's an ex, was so intense, and we actually worked together. So I had him at work and at home, and it was almost impossible. And I wish I'd known Linda then, because maybe I would still be married. <laughs> so Linda understands the challenges faced by those driven to succeed, because men really are all about looking at the next dollar or possibly even the next order. That's what they're focused on. And she's been there and she understands what that means for them. And she's also passionate and experienced motivational speaker who delivers compelling messages. And she has the ability to speak in a manner that really connects with the men and women in the audience because she works with the men and guess what? She is a woman. So what I want to do is just bring Linda in right away and so that she can give us the benefit of her 22-year background in leadership and personal growth. So Linda Wells, all the way from New Zealand, welcome to the Ascended Masters at Work show. Thank you, Shirley, and what a lovely welcome, and hello to everybody out there today. How great to be here with you all. Well, I'm so glad you are here because I talk to women all the time that are so confused about what to do with these men, and I think that their biggest complaint is that the man walks in the door and sits down in front of the television, turns it on, and pretends like there's no one else around. Do you ever get men like that? Look, this is one of the challenges that not only the women have, but the men have too. And, and it's just part of how they do what they do. So my advice to women, of course, when the, when the men come home is to just give them that space. They actually need it. Whereas us women, we actually want to chat. We want to go over the day. We want to just let loose on all of the things that have been happening. But our men, they actually just want some space. So it's a very common thing that women notice first is that when that man comes home from work, he just needs some time out. And if he doesn't get it, he's a grumpy man. <laughs> well, but who would know? He doesn't even talk to anybody to tell him he's a grumpy man. So, you know, Linda, one of the questions I have is, Business is extremely intense, I know, because I have one. And why do men experience so much anxiety? I don't have as much anxiety as they do, but I know women are wired differently. But why are there so many men experiencing anxiety? Well, we'd need to go back and look at how men are programmed. And men are programmed to be macho. They're programmed to be the breadwinners, to be the provider. And that worked for men, of course, for a long number of years. But things have changed. And we all know that being in business as well as working in other uh, pressured areas, that there's just so much change going on. And men can't handle too many things at one time. So not only are they programmed for success and programmed to be that person who can do it all, 
they actually aren't so well programmed for handling change. And of course, business, you've got to be on your feet, don't you? You've got to be quick on the uptake for any of those changes. So just a lot more pressures. And you know, Shirlene, I just find too that our men and particularly our young men, they're expected to be an awesome dad. So in the old days, they would get home from work and that would be the end of their day pretty much. But now our young men, and I see a lot of them with anxiety and running their businesses, they're expected to be a full-time dad as well. Let's be fair, they get the enjoyment from that, but it's an additional challenge and, you know, they're just finding that pressure isn't, you know, they just haven't got an outlet for it. Now, you have a wonderful man in your life and he's been there for how long is it you've been married? 37 years. 37 years. And has have you ever experienced him coming home with anxiety like this? In the early days, uh, when we were both in education, we were both secondary school uh, teachers. And yes, I guess I always understood anxiety and stress. I've done a lot of work for probably all of those number of years, Shirlene, about what makes humans tick. What is it in the brain? What is it in the body? How does the mind-body connection work so that we can make the most of what we're given and be able to just chill out and to be able to separate work from home? At Mm -hmm. one of our uh, schools that we taught at, we were both senior leaders. And so we needed to work really hard and consistently at keeping work out of our home space. And I've, I've had a background in being able to learn all of the techniques that are required to keep that mind and body uh, fresh, to keep it, you know, well-drilled, but not to be uh, wired for anxiety or stress. So personally, my husband, no, uh, but I certainly experienced a lot of anxiety when I left my well-paid highly respected position and went into self-employment. Now, I know a lot of listeners will have experienced the the uncertainty, that, and we can call it excitement if we want to, but we just didn't know what was ahead. And, and I had to then go and find the techniques that really dealt with anxiety. Yeah, and you have some amazing um, certifications. I mean, you you actually are very well-versed in neuro-linguistic programming and training through EFT as a practitioner, and which is emotional freedom technique. And, um, you know, and you're a speaker on top of that. And I know that you've been working with these men for how many years? How, how long have you done this? Uh, with men, I've been working well over 10 years now. Yeah, so you've had every kind of experience with them. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we say, you know, it's the same problem. The woman experiences anxiety, but it just manifests differently with our men. And they, they're just not so great at acknowledging it. They're not so good at putting their hand up and saying, you know, I need some support somewhere. What's going on? Whereas us women, we will. We'll chat it over with a friend or we'll over a coffee or a wine or something. But our men, they keep it within. And that's just not the right thing to handle anxiety with. So they so you mean have... they don't sit in, in little coffee groups and talk about all their anxiety at work? <laughs> Look, it's quite the reverse. And a lot of the work I do with men is to actually get them freeing up in terms of their uh, connections with not only their partners and their families, but with their mates as well. Because you see, Shirlene, when you suffer from anxiety, you tend to withdraw. And so you don't Mm -hmm. actually want to connect. And often they feel that they're actually too busy to take time out to go to that sports match or just catch up with that mate over over a glass of wine or a beer or a cup of coffee. So withdrawing is one of the symptoms that men experience that we women don't. We actually go the opposite way. We actually get more social when we're anxious and Mm. we want a lot of people around us to support us. Men are the exact opposite. And this is where the challenges, of course, arise in relationships. Now, do they, I know that they withdraw at home because I've experienced that, but do they withdraw at work also? What happens in the workplace is they get snappy. So they get very short. 
they don't take the time to find out what's going on for someone. For example, I had a client the other day that Shirlene that said his office manager asked him in his model of the world a dumb question. How did you not know the answer to that question? And so he snapped at her. And he, mm. he realised, because I've been coaching him for, you know, a month or two now, and he realised that's not a way to handle his own anxiety, his own pressures. And so, of course, he, you know, I taught him some repair work to do, and uh, and that worked really well. But it often comes out, and they just cut to the chase too quickly. And when you're dealing with humans, of course, that's not a good way to keep uh, great relationships ticking over. Oh, especially with women in the workplace, that's about the worst thing that they can do. Yes. And look, I find a lot of my male clients, they actually love the outlet to be able to talk about how to deal with the women in their workplace because I tell you what, they need them. They actually need, even if it's a male-dominated uh, industry, uh, like one of my clients, you know, works in the building trade, uh, but they need that woman at the front desk, the person who's handling the phones, who's dealing with all the day-to-day -day stuff. They need them more than ever when they have anxiety. And yet they come across as not caring, being short. They just cut to the chase too quickly and, and really can offend uh, that, that person who's so valuable to them in their business. So a lot of the work I'll be doing is actually coaching them on how to handle their relationships within that kind of area too. Well, and you might find this interesting. I have a, a student who works with men in leadership. In fact, maybe the two of you should have a talk um, and work together. But she has found in all of the men that she has talked to for her business that they don't like women in the workplace. They don't want to hire them. I found that very interesting because he said that they they said, uh, and these were not in the same place. These were all different people that she talked to. They said that women were extremely difficult and they're catty and they gang up on them. And I thought that was a really interesting thing also. I couldn't believe it when she said that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because what happens when... A man gets anxious when he when he's stressed. So much energy is going into dealing what's going on in his in his headspace that he's actually not noticing a lot of things in the workplace. The things he does notice are the things that irritate him, and you know this can cause real challenges uh, with men and their female colleagues or staff members. And I guess too, Shirlene, one of the other things that shows up for men in the workplace is that. When they get stressed and they're busy dealing with this in their mind, this and they have an ongoing dialogue that, that's really beating them up in their head. What happens is that they take a lot of time to make decisions and they can actually seem to be procrastinating, to actually drawing out decision-making that a woman just wants them to say yes or no and let's get on with it. So that's another area where it shows up and they're going to learn how to gain that razor-sharp focus again so that they can be clear in their decision-making. Because, you know, everyone in the workplace wants to work with someone who's, you know, easy to understand and can follow out their instructions and, you know, have good clarity about where they're heading. So, you know, anxiety does play out in lots of ways in the workplace too. Hmm. Maybe everybody she was talking to was having anxiety at work. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so common for men. And, you know, the big thing is, of course, they put on the front. And mm. it's part of their problem that they're so busy covering up, not letting people know that they've got this inner world going on that's actually threatening to derail them, that how they are seen in the workplace is quite different to how they are. And I find that a lot with the guys that have anxiety that, their teammates, their staff, they don't see them as the caring bloke that they are. And so there's a lot of things that are presenting in the workplace that give the wrong impression. So you get all this, you know, miscommunication, mixed messages, which as you and I well know, Shirlene, in business, that's a recipe for disaster when we need to get on and get things done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and sometimes they'll even change their minds. And I'm used to a man making a decision and then he sticks by it 
And when he changes his mind and backs up and I've already started on the process, it can be really frustrating. Is that a part of the anxiety issue also? Yes, definitely. Yes, they find decision-making challenging. They can take hours to make a simple decision on, you know, what kind of stationery to have in, you know, if they're updating their letterheads or something and what kind of um, fonts and things like that, if, if that's their interest to get that uh, sorted. But they just take so much time. And then when they've made the decision, they start, I always call it second guessing. Mm-hmm. Just not quite certain on that the decision they've made, whether it be something as small as, you know, ordering the pens, choosing which variety or um, working on some challenging contract project work, they start second-guessing, and a lot of energy gets taken into this whole area of them just going over and over decisions that they have made. And so, yes, that can be very frustrating for others in the workplace. Mm, Absolutely. So, Linda, tell us, what are we... What telltale signs are there that we need to be looking for to know that a man is experiencing the anxiety we're talking about? Well, if we were to take the home area, one of the things that partners notice, not saying first, but often they'll be very aware that their, their partner's not sleeping very well. So there's two ways that that plays out. So it might be that they're so exhausted at the end of the day because anxiety is exhausting. They're so exhausted. They haven't got time for anything at night. They are very lethargic in the evening. If if someone was to suggest going out, whether it be just randomly or, or doing something together in the evening, they've just got no energy for that. So they go to bed really exhausted. Now, it can mean that they will sleep the night, but wake up absolutely tired, so much more tired than what it was, than how they felt before they went to sleep. Or mm. the other way it works is they just wake up in the night, around that awful hour of sort of around two o'clock, and they might spend up to two hours with their brain going round and round and round. And their partners know because the blokes usually have to get out of bed or they're very restless. So... Uh, That's uh, one of the first ways that a partner will, you know, know that something's going on. Because sleep, you know, we're meant to have a good seven and a half hours if we can. And um, anxiety actually affects sleep. And it's the reverse as well. Poor sleep increases anxiety. Mm. So So you're like running on the hamster wheel then, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And the other area, Shirlene, is that they... You know, sometimes it's just not playing out well in the bedroom. Partners will notice this. And oh, you put that very well. I was going to ask that, ask that question, but I couldn't have asked it as well as you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they, they just start disconnecting, and it's a major worry for them. And it's not something they like to talk about, and they will talk about it with very few other people but they find that they're just not present. They're just not tuned in. They're not tuned in emotionally and they're definitely not tuned in as physically. So this creates barriers, as we know, and uh, the longer it goes on, the harder it is to obviously um, bring those two uh, connections back in line. Hmm. And, And is there anything else that we should be looking for? So, so far I have that they... Um, have difficulty sleeping and may wake up in the middle of the night for two hours at a time. Um, They have intimacy problems and that creates more intimacy problems because they're concerned about it. And then the other thing is that they just kind of tune out, right? They tune out to everybody in the household. Yes, definitely. And they're just not so eager to go out. They, They often shut down their a social engagement. So, you know, what what was a, an easy event for them to attend to, they start not wanting to go. And uh, this can affect, obviously, relationships. Mm. And what about the fact that they're putting in long hours at work and they just don't come home? What is that about? Well, that's all part of the anxiety. So when, when, you've, when you've got anxiety, you feel... Often I say it's like it's like walking through wet concrete. You're trudging through. 
things take a lot longer. You get less enjoyment and you start rewarding yourself less. So in the past, when we have success in the business, we may have, you know, patted ourselves on the back or shouted ourselves a coffee or, or done something with our partner. And yet we stop doing that. We stop noticing the successes that we have. And because of that, we feel we have to work harder when we've got anxiety because everything's a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging. And part of the male psyche around that is they feel they've got to work longer hours to actually achieve the same result. And, mm. you know, it's amazing, Shirley, one of my uh, uh, recent clients who runs a very, very good business, has a staff of seven or eight people, and what he's finding is that he can actually have time during the day to um, connect with things that, you know, normally he'd have to pass on, like attending the children's activities at school during the day. Before, mm. no, just didn't have time, too much to do, long hours. Now, because his mind and body are connecting in a way where he's just feeling on top of his game and he's just got so much more energy, he can actually get things done a lot more quickly and has a lot more time to use in a way that gives him enjoyment. So, you know, it just affects so many areas of their lives. Wow. Wonderful explanation, Linda. Thank you for sharing that. And we're going to have a little commercial break right now, and we're going to come back with Linda and talk about how to support a man with anxiety so we can calm and reassure him. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Shirlene Reeves with Maximize Your Wealth Now with a new tip on how to maximize your wealth. What if you could compel your clients rather than selling them so that they would work with you? Wouldn't that be so much easier? Wouldn't it be easier to have more income? I talk to entrepreneur after entrepreneur, and they're running from networking group to networking group, and they're so tired. And the reason they're tired is because they're not making any money, and they don't know how to work with their perfect clients. What if I said to you, compel, don't sell, and I could give you the tips for how to do that. I'm tearing back the curtain, and I'm going to show you how I built my business from zero to multi-millions, and I want you to make multi-millions too. So check it out on my website, MaximizeYourWealthNow.com, and get signed up for the next class. I promise you, I guarantee you, you won't be sorry. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. I came in wanting to know how to get more people I could talk to. And I also learned some things I didn't know that I didn't know. And now I know. At least I have a good idea. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shalene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class, is I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shalene, for this amazing class. In 10 weeks, eight Compel Don't Sell students made a total of $301,000. Isn't it time to make a compelling difference in your income? If you answered yes, call 1-888-889-9212. That's 1-888-889-9212 to register for the next Compel Don't Sell course and learn the art of selling with heart. Discover the secrets to the three-step sales waltz. Learn how to open a sales conversation and ask for the sale authentically in your own words. Dial to reserve your seat today. Dial 888-889-9212.
And welcome back. I am Reverend Shirlene Reeves with the Ascended Masters at Work, and we are talking to Linda Wells, who is all the way over across the ocean in New Zealand. And at the break, I was asking her if she would mind sharing her spiritual story. You know, all of our guests come on and tell a story about how spirit has acted in their lives. And Linda, would you share with the listeners what your story is? That was so wonderful, and I think it would be really important for them to hear it. Sure. Well, Shirley, when I was in my early 20s, my younger brother, who I was very close uh, to, he was killed in a car accident. And at that time in my life, I I got some messages from that. I, I just got so much learning from that experience. And I guess it wasn't until I looked back a year or two later when I really thought about what was I doing with my life? I was in education. I was a very enthusiastic young teacher. And uh, here I was experiencing the loss of my brother. But what really came home to me then was that we've only got one life and you never know when it's going to be cut short. And so I started on a personal development, a personal growth journey. And at that very young age, I started teaching others. And I've learned at all stages of my life that when you need to know something, you go out and you find the information, you find that person that has what you want or has achieved what you want or has just got that expertise in areas that you want to improve on. So yes, here I was this young 22 year old and um, I just thought life is a gift and we've just got to make the most of it. And tough times, I know we, we all get tougher and, and I certainly learned that I could gain strength from it. And I was teaching young people from 13 to 18, and I was able to go on all these personal growth journeys. And of course, being a great teacher, I, I was teaching my students as, as I was teaching them in the subject area. And I started teaching adults as well. And I would do community workshops, and it was all around how to communicate, how to how to really connect with people because what I found, Shirlene, was that when you go through that sudden death, you know, I had to deal with my parents. They, they were obviously shocked and, and it was just such a hard time for them. And I was conscious that many parents, when they lose a child, actually their lives separate. And, and I had loving parents, very caring parents, and I was conscious that I was helping them. And so I guess I, I just got on board and, and and started to learn and explore and, and I've carried on doing that um, for always. So I've got a good, you know, a good strong background in coaching. In fact, I started coaching other humans when I was 12. Wow. I, I, was, I was heavily into uh, uh, netball and a winter sport and um, I was coaching other children how to coach netball and uh, I carried that on for a long number of years as well as being a a top player and, and umpire as well. So my background is firmly in supporting humans and uh, I feel like that's my that's my mission in life is to get my message out and uh, certainly now with coaching men and uh, supporting the women who, who also are in business or who are supporting their men, um, it's just a natural progression for me. Yes, and you are so good at supporting them and which leads me to my next question. What is the best way for us to support men that are having anxiety? We don't know what to do to calm them down and reassure them. What, what is it you suggest we do as women? I think the first thing is women need to give their men some space. So we talked earlier about that time after work. They just need to go to their den. They need to go to their cave and just uh, settle. So they need that quiet time. Women chat more, and men don't like chat so much. They're, they're more economical on their words. And if they're experiencing anxiety, a lot of chatter, external chatter, somebody else, uh, at them, that just drives the anxiety further. So we need to give them space. That's the first thing. Second thing is that we actually need to plan time together. And I'm finding more and more that busy lives is creating little space for 
partners to actually spend time together. And it, and it's just essential. So often it's it's the female has to say, look, we need to take some time, whether it be organising a meal out or going for a walk or giving someone to mind the children and just being able to have some time together. And then, of course, the third thing, Shirlene, is it's very hard for a female to deal with a, a male's anxiety. And the key area always for a female is to find someone who can support their man and change. And, you know, often they are at a loss as to who to go to and who, most importantly, a man will feel very comfortable with. Because I know the men, they, they just don't like the woo-woo stuff. And uh, I, I get told all the time by my male clients that they enjoy the sessions, they really engage with what's going on and take action because I do those feet on the ground techniques, those bottom line results that, you know, those strategies that allow them to make change relatively rapidly. And, you know, as a partner, we just can't provide that and it would be unwise to try. So being able to point them in the right direction to get a, a suitable coach. And, you know, sometimes those female, particularly if they're in business, uh, they need their own coaches too. Mm -hmm. Now, could they work with you as well, or is it better for them to find their own? I do work with women as as well as men, and I have actually worked with uh, two of a partnership, never together. And mm -hmm. the one thing I do provide, as you well know, Shirlene, is a very confidential service, and that's why my clients, you know, they just come through, come through the door, come through the universe, because... Uh, <laughs> They get that support in a way that they know that uh, it's confidential and and they feel at ease and, and have a great comfort around being able to get the kind of help they need. I think you're one of the very few men's anxiety experts available, right? I mean, there's there's psychiatrists and there's therapists and there's uh, marriage counselors, but how how do you differ from all of that? Because I focus on men, and, and that's not to say, as we, we were talking earlier, that I, I'm not working with women, because I adore working with women as well. But for men, because they don't like to let on, the, 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 one of the first keys for them is to actually acknowledge that they have anxiety. And once they've put a label on it, then they actually feel like there is hope, that there's some opportunity somewhere. But they just don't want to go to doctors. And they don't actually like raking over the past. And the kind of coaching that I do is we start working on the here and now. Let's make the changes in the present. And with the work that I've done with neuro-linguistic programming and all of the other coaching techniques, we start making change from the first session. <laughs> I started with a client last week, a, a new, new chap, and... Um, always at the end of a session, I always say, you know, what's one or two words that would best describe, you know, this first session? And he just looked at me and he said, you know, Linda, he said, the word is relief. I just feel a huge sense of relief that I've actually found a way to make the changes. And, you know, that, that guy had been with a business coach for five years mm. because, you know, the business coach was driving him in the success model and he was having that success but it didn't take away the anxiety and, and perhaps in some ways it actually increased it. So uh, it's it's relief for them. They feel lighter. They just feel like they've got a support mechanism that allows them to make the change. Now, I have a question. Um, you were saying one of the ways that we can help them is to schedule some time together out. But if they won't go out, what's a better idea? Well, sometimes if there's children, because a lot of, you know, men are very busy in their businesses and they're managing families, is sometimes you've got to get the children out of the household. You've just got to provide some space. And this is why the women often need coaching as well, Shirlene, because it's how you frame, what, what language do you use? How do you say what you want to say to your man without, in fact, adding fuel to the fire? So this is where the women find they get a lot of benefit, whether it be from short courses or um, doing some intensive work themselves. Uh, but being able to find that space and 
you know, often I say to the guys, you know, if you don't get space with your woman, you might come home one day and find there's a note on the bench saying, I'm off, I'm out of here. And um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No man, no man wants to experience that. And I have had clients that have had that and that's been part of their past and they've come to me later and, you know, they have regrets and they often say, you know, Linda, if I'd had all this kind of coaching, this kind of real support, my marriage, my relationship would still be intact. In fact, it would be thriving and there wouldn't be the loss that they feel. So mm -hmm. the women have got to find that space and it can be challenging, yes, because they don't want to go out. So well, I have another question for you. You know, when there's challenges in the bedroom, what's the best way for a woman to react to that and reassure or not react? Where, when, when a man has anxiety, the thing he likes to do least is talk about it. And so a woman talking about it to him, who is his partner, that's a very challenging thing, particularly in that whole area of the physical intimacy. And so it's, again, about allowing them to find or helping them to uh, get the support somewhere. I, I had a client who came to me last year, Shirlene, and uh, we have spent uh, time working on a program. He had social anxiety, so he actually didn't want to go out. And that was having a big impact on his relationship. And he was in his in his 30s. And he was referred to me by another female. And it took him 12 months, just over, to actually pick up the phone and ring me. Hmm. Wow. And so, you know, I'll just say, if women know the stories about how men will just hold that stress in, they just won't talk about it. They just want to see if they can sort it. Look, the guys will tell me, that they'll deal with it when they've got more time, when they've got more energy, when they're making more money, when they're not so busy, when they've got time on their hands. They come up with all the excuses in the world and they prolong it. And I tell you what, the longer they prolong it, the worse it becomes because anxiety doesn't improve. It only gets worse. So the women have got to find those support mechanisms. They've actually got to be out there checking, finding the right person and, Someone like me is the right person for their partner. Mm -hmm. For them to talk about those issues initially, that's very challenging. Once the um, the male has started working uh, and getting that right languaging and starting to feel better within themselves, their whole world changes. And in fact, sometimes the women don't even have to have those conversations. Wow. So, um, you know, I've heard... So many people say, oh, he's going through the change. Um, and it's like he shuts down, he sits in front of the television, he doesn't think anything he's done in life has been viable or uh, will relate to anything that has any uh, purpose on earth. And they just let everything go. What is that? Is that anxiety too? Or what is that? But we used to say, didn't we, that men would have their midlife crises mm -hmm. in, in their 50s, you know, where they would throw up their hands in horror and leave their jobs or sail around the world or ditch the wife and get a, a young <laughs> model or whatever it was. Uh -huh. what, what I'm finding, Shirlene, is that young men are having midlife crises. Everything seems to be a lot earlier and they're not just having one. And I guess that's to do with the change that, that business um, requires us to be part of. Things are moving so rapidly. And, you know, our, as women, generally, we're actually making the most of ageing. Women are getting into their stride once they've had their children. They're starting businesses and, of course, they can work them from home and they're getting so skilled and can actually do uh, lots of things that before maybe they couldn't. And this is challenging the guys at an earlier age too. So it's just they go through these changes more often and repeatedly. And I guess when we think about somebody learning how to play a sport or being in a, a sports team or being involved in music or theatre, 
everybody has a coach in those areas. And yet this one area of our lives, which is being a better human. I always say when men become better humans, everybody benefits. Not only their relationships, but their businesses and, and the universe at large benefits. And so getting the mindset that having support in this area of your life is okay. It's actually mm -hmm. more than okay. So they should, uh, that's a good time for them to go also, correct? Yes, definitely. Yes. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So um, we're going to go take a station break again for just a minute and we'll be right back and we'll continue this conversation with Linda. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, what she believes is the biggest challenge that a man has when his partner is setting up a new business. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying the Ascended Masters at Work show, you'll love taking the next steps in your spiritual development with Reverend Shirlene in her workshops on the shores of sunny San Diego. Reverend Shirlene will teach you the mystical secrets shared by the Ascended Masters for lifting the veil of universal mystery. You'll discover and learn how to put into practice universal laws that increase your business, achieve financial freedom, and develop loving relationships. Learn the art of reading the universal signs. Discover the pure meaning of spiritualism and how to connect to the divine within you. Tap into the guidance that moves you from ordinary to extraordinary. Build a powerful relationship with spirit that serves your mission and purpose. Tap into your next steps with intuitive guidance you can trust. Each event has limited seating. If you're ready for your next steps on your spiritual path and want to make a difference in your life and the lives of those who love you, register at AscendedMastersAtWork.com. That's A-S-C-E-N-D-E-D, MastersAtWork.com. Or dial 888-889-9212. That's 888-889-9212. 9212 to reserve your seat for this limited time offer. Are you sick and tired of struggling with an overactive mind? One that doesn't seem to have an off switch? Leave your anxiety behind and reconnect with your business and personal life. Get your copy today of The Winning Guide for Men in Business 11 Top Strategies to Shift Mental Stress into Business Success by Linda Wells. Linda is the most sought-after men's anxiety expert in the business community. She's well known for teaching successful businessmen how to reduce anxiety and increase enjoyment without losing their edge. Get your winning guide today, only $19. Go to outcomesunlimited.co.nz and click on the resource page. You'll be able to download this winning guide jam-packed with practical strategies. Some of the very same techniques that Linda teaches her private one-on-one -on -one clients so you can get back in the driver's seat of your life. For the winning strategies, go to outcomesunlimited.co.nz it's only $19 today. We're back with Linda Wells in New Zealand. This is Reverend Shirlene Reeves with Ascended Masters at Work. And we've been having this amazing discussion about what to do with men 
who have a great deal of anxiety as far as a woman goes. And we've learned all kinds of things. One thing is that we need to give him space and don't be so chatty when he walks in the door. And another is that we need to plan some time together. And if he won't go out, send the children somewhere else for a play date so that you can have a play date with your man. And also, you know, you need to find a coach for him that he can talk to because we as women or their spouse or girlfriend or whoever we happen to be aren't the ones who can support them through that. They don't like to talk about it. So we have to send them to a qualified specialist, which is why I brought Linda Wells on the show to speak with us. So, Linda, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Shirlene. Wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. You've just given us so much information to think about. I'm sure everybody's madly taking notes. <laughs> and, you know, I'd, I'd love to know what you think is the biggest challenge that a man has when his partner decides that she's going to set up a business, you know, because then suddenly she's stepping into a whole new world a different group of friendships, uh, all different networking, socializing with people he probably doesn't communicate well with at all. How do how do we put him in the in the back? Is he a backseat driver, or do we put him in <laughs> as a co-pilot? How do we make that work? Well, of course, remember the males program to be the breadwinner and. Mm-hmm. You know, they start to feel threatened because here the partner, the spouse is starting something new. There's always a lot of excitement. There's a lot of time spent and they feel threatened. They are worried that could be first up about how much money might be going out the door because, as you know, when you're setting up, it always seems to be money going out before it starts to be in the back in the bank balance. So they are worried about that but also worried about this fact that their partner's got another world going on that often they don't understand. So they will have their challenging day at work or in their business and they come home and here's this bubbly, excited, entrepreneurial spirit in the household uh, who looks like she's got everything going for her and he's experiencing anxiety and Yes, he feels threatened. And at the base of that is, will she still need me? Will I be a, you know, an integral part of this relationship? And how will my part be uh, played out in this relationship when my partner's got this other partner, which is the business? So a lot of uh, feelings of being threatened in, in the normal male role. So how do you how do you make him feel good or make him feel like he still is the breadwinner or well maybe he isn't I don't I, where do you take it from there Look there's several things I work with women on this one Shirlene the first thing is a lot of the women are working from home and that's the beauty now of the internet isn't it where we can have our home based businesses and I always say number one key is that when you are not in your business, when you're not working in your space, you are fully switched on to family, to your partner, to uh, whatever's going on in the household. And what can happen is, particularly in those early stages of setting up and when things get rolling, where you've just got business coming through the door, uh, down through the airwaves, then um, it's very easy to just pick up that smartphone and just, oh, I'll just answer that email or, oh, I'll, I'll just um, do a little bit of research on something here. And so you're actually disconnecting from them by being involved in your business. And they do not like that. They feel very shut out. So I always say number one is when you're in your business, you're working in your business. When you are not, you are in family mode. You are in partner time. Mm. You know, that is a very enlightening story, Linda, because when I was getting my master's in metaphysical science, um, I my computer was on the counter 
And I sat at a chair working on my computer because I had 128 courses to complete within that master's plus write a thesis. So I spent a lot of time on the computer. um, And later, after I got my master's, my husband really complained about the fact that I always had my back to him. But I never really thought about it because I was really working hard at getting that degree. And as far as I knew, he was on board, but he had a whole different perception than what I thought he was thinking. And and that's one of the challenges that, and you know, sometimes when women start their businesses, they don't actually sit down with their their blokes and, and go through what what they're experiencing, where they are planning to take the business. So women just sometimes expect their partners to know what's planned, and yet they don't. So I always say that communication, you've got to have the board meeting with uh, your partner so that they know what's happening because there will be times you will be called to do things in what is normal family time. But, you know, Shirley, I saw a funny thing um, recently where I was out to lunch with my husband and um, I was looking out into the outdoor area and there was a, a couple and, you know, both of them were on their cell phone. Their lunch had arrived and they were still on their cell phones. And uh, I just looked and I thought, that is such a poor way, A, to engage together in a lunch date and just a poor way. And it must have been business because it, one of them in particular went on for a wee while. But, you know, when I go out to lunch, when I'm having that time with my husband, I shut my phone on, you know, put it on silent and put it away. And I think as women, we've got just got to make sure we do that because it's a bad look uh, when uh, your partner's, you've got, you know, noticing your back is to them all the time or that you're talking to other people. And what it means in their mind is that other person is more important than they are. And, of course, mm-hmm. that really drives the anxiety further. Yeah, and I... I didn't even occur to me because he was such a big part of the decision for me to get the degree that it, it, I just never even crossed my mind that he would feel that way. So that was my misconception. And it's that feeling of being threatened that their place in the relationship, you know, there's a change happening and that they're not sure of what, how that play, you know, is going to play out. So, um, yeah, we've got to take care that we protect our family time and we protect our relationship time and not allowing that business to encroach. Boy, that's so important. Protect our family time and our relationship time. And, you know, this cell phone thing is even annoying for me when I'm out at a business lunch or whatever I'm doing. I just don't understand why they can't turn it off and put it away. It's just absolutely rude. And I see what you were talking about all the time here in the States where they're sitting across from each other texting and not even communicating in any way. And Linda, what you've brought to us today has just been so phenomenal. And with regard to business, really watch the change. Linda talked about the change right at the beginning, at the top of the show. And they just don't do well with it. So I baby steps, right, Linda? Yes, definitely. So, you know, it's, it's none of the bull in a china shop um, technique when it comes to dealing with your man with anxiety. So um, you're finding that right support, knowing that it's something they have to deal with. And the sooner they get started, the better things will be in the business, in the relationship and, and for themselves. Well, I want to talk to you about what's coming up next week. And this has just been phenomenal with Linda today. We have Dr. John Martini coming on the show. And he has studied over 280 academic disciplines throughout the past 43 years. And everything he does revolves around maximizing human awareness, potential, and leadership. And his presentations and workshops do all kinds of wonderful things for developing the mind, using the power of perception to bring about health and wellness, 
understanding human values as it relates to excellence and productivity in the workplace, how to develop leadership and expand influence. But what we're going to talk about is the law of attraction and how to make it work for you. So many people come to me and they say, oh yeah, I know all about that, but it really doesn't work. Well, I'm here to tell you that it does work. And I'm excited about bringing Dr. John D. Martini onto the show so that he can give you tips on how to make the law of attraction work for you so that you can manifest the lifestyle you desire. So come back with us at two o'clock next Thursday, not this Thursday, next Thursday, and He'll be discussing this, and he's more than happy to answer any calls if you decide you want to ask a question. Now, Linda, I just want to ask you, you've been so wonderful today, and do you have any final thoughts for us so that we can do the right thing by our man? And men out there, if you need the support, Linda works on Skype. She's doing this on Skype right now, and I know she'd be willing to help you out too. So Linda, tell us um, what final thoughts you might have, and I know that you have a really good report out there too. Yes, thanks, Shirlene. I work with people all around the world, and that is the beauty of Skype and and Zoom. So uh, having a client anywhere in the world is a suitable client for me. So probably my thoughts around men and anxiety and how a woman can help is to understand that it is actually common. One in four men will experience severe anxiety um, throughout their uh, working life. And uh, if that's not attended to, it will just be driven further internally. So it's common. It's not something they want to talk about. And so we rely on women to find the support uh, and to guide their men in it. Because once they get the support, once they get that, uh, those strategies going, those techniques and those tools, they're away laughing. And it just brings back the joy, brings back the happiness in relationships and their work. And everybody benefits from that. So I do have a free report, Shirlene, that I have available on my website. It's called Stop Spinning Your Wheels, Leave Your Anxiety in the Dust. And it gives four simple steps on how to start that process of stop the spinning of the wheels. You know, sometimes we can just keep on um, kicking up the dust and not gaining any traction. And that's how (laughs) it feels uh, like for men with anxiety. And it's an unfortunate byproduct sometimes of success, uh, not necessarily always, but quite often. So it's it's very common. And I was reading your book, too. You have an amazing book. Tell them the title of the book and how they can get that. Right. The uh, book is called The Winning Guide for Men in Business, 11 Top Strategies to Shift Mental Stress into Business Success. And both of those things are available on my website. You can just go to the homepage and uh, the free report, and then the uh, guide is there as well. So um, those things are available. And, you know, our blokes will actually go online. So that can be the simplest way of finding support. Just let them know you've heard this wonderful person who specializes in this area and works with men and um, get them to go online. And they can also book a strategy session from there, which is a free session which allows them to uh, acknowledge and come to grips with what's going on. And uh, we take it from there. Wonderful, Linda. Well, thanks so much. This has just been phenomenal. You, I love having you on the show, and I'm going to have you on the show again because I think that there's so many more stories you can tell us that will help us with our men, and um, hopefully it will help the men too because they're going to see that it's not all just them. Until next Thursday, I'll see you back with Dr. John D. Martini. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us on the Ascended Masters at Work show with spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. We hope you found our message enlightening in a way that will change your everyday interactions in work and play. Share the love. Pass on our web address, ascendedmastersatwork.com 
And if you have a great story to share, we'd love to have you on the show. This has been a Massive Visibility Media Production. Join us next week for the Ascended Masters at Work show. And while remembering the words of the late Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We say Namaste.